Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast, the podcast where athletes and geeks collide. I'm one of your hosts, Adrian, and with me today I have Mr. Spells. How you doing today? Hey man, I'm blessed and highly favored, man. Just happy to be here, man. Hey, that's what I like to hear right there. We're getting together this evening where it's morning for y'all, but we're getting together this evening to discuss a couple topics. First, we want to start off with something I'm getting ready to hear for the first time as well. Spells was over here talking to, he went to the barbershop, you know how them barbershop talks go, and he wanted to bring light to some of the barbershop topics he discussed last time he got his cut. And then after that, we're going to jump into some Zion things. So I'm about to go ahead and throw it the spells so he can let y'all know and let me know about this barbershop. What, what's sick is, bro, this wasn't even a barbershop conversation, dog. I was at my place of employment. Oh, I had you to said sit it was a barbershop listen. conversation. No, no, no. It was like a barbershop conversation. I had to sit there for two hours, but I had shit to do. <laughs> and listen to niggas tell me. Tell, listen, bro. So we started off talking about Michael Jordan and LeBron James, of course, right? Of course. And then you sound kind of further away, man. Come oh, back. Oh, my to bad. Me. I said, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so these, so I was like, ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, the game's changed. It's the third. And then, so my boss comes around the corner. He's like, LeBron, he went even better than, uh, what the fuck he said? Bill Russell. I was like, all right, man. Bill <laughs> Russell. He was like, he was like, he, he don't even pass as good as Magic. And then, I was like, all right, cool, but like LeBron modeled his game a little bit after Magic and Mike and all of them. Like, he got a lot of similarities to Magic in my opinion. Then it was like, no, nah, man, LeBron, man, LeBron was nothing like Magic when he was young, man. LeBron was still trying to figure it out. He couldn't shoot. I was like, Magic couldn't fucking shoot. And then, the, Jesus Christ, but they told me, and this was really threw me over the fucking edge, that Magic Johnson was more athletic than LeBron huh? James. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Ain't yeah. no way. Look, I tried to shoot him bail. I tried to shoot him bail. I was like, you mean like hand eye coordination, like because his vision <laughs> and shit like that, like maybe that extension of an athlete. They was like, no, nah, I'm talking about pace. I'm talking about getting up and down the court. Showtime, baby. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> I'm like, do you see the shit LeBron be doing? I'm like, you think they're like, man, these kids ain't athletic like that. I'm like, do you see? Him running court to, in the end, court to court, block, taking someone shot off the backboard, taking it back oh, down the other side of the court. My goodness. Jesus Christ, like at 260 is 6'8. Magic wasn't doing that. They're like, you, you got to go watch the. Uh, they told him to go watch some, some playoffs here. I think it was the 76ers, like his rookie year or some shit. When he played center? Yeah, he played center. Yeah. Cool. But that doesn't change athleticism. Correct. Him yeah, winning like, doesn't change athleticism. Like, 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 Jordan Baylor's a great athlete. He's not better. Dr. J's one of the most great, one of the greatest athletes we've all seen, like, a small forward. I just, period. He's not more athletic than LeBron. Like, yeah, what are we talking about? They brought up Dr. J, too. It was interesting. They brought up a lot of old heads that really, I don't, I don't watch old basketball. Like I can't do it. Like the like when I was watching Magic the Magic Johnson shit, I had to watch the highlights first because just the way, mm-hmm. just the way they they move, their body language, all that shit is just irritating because it's so different than what it is today. It's like watching a, it's like watching like a fat back TV when you got all like you know 4K TVs in the house and you know you're in the doghouse so you gotta go to the shed with a fat back out and watch the game. You may not know about that yet. Anyways, so like it, it was irritates me, but. 
I, I didn't see nothing that showed me that he was more athletic than LeBron. Because there's nothing like, that shows not that he's more thing. athletic than LeBron. Uh, one of the things wanna... about Magic is they, they used to joke about, if you listen to any of those greats like with Magic and they jo- talk about him, look it up, you can see Jordan, you can see Barkley, they all talk about the people that are cool with Magic and everything. They talk about how Magic was not an above the rim player. They talk mm-hmm. about how mad like they, like Magic could dunk. Obviously, he's six nine, but Magic didn't really dunk much. Like yeah. he's six nine. He going over there for layups. He does like that. He doing the finesse. He doing Showtime, flashy, and everything like that. Couture, and that's all cool and well. But he's not. He's not more athletic than LeBron because we saw that. Because that's why it was such a big deal when Jordan came in. They were like, oh, my God, all these greats that are playing under the rim. And then you got somebody like Jordan coming. He playing above the rim. He's doing all these crazy things and doing everything like that. They were acting like we ain't seen this stuff really since Dr. J. Magic and Larry took over the league, and they weren't like crazy. They weren't doing crazy athletic things because obviously Larry wasn't an athlete. Magic just wasn't an athlete. There's nothing wrong with it. That's like saying like somebody when I think of magic and stuff like that, I think think of somebody like Kay Cunningham. He can dunk. He can do these things and he is an athlete, but mm. you wouldn't say he's more or think of somebody like Josh Giddy. They can't do these things. You see them like, yeah, they might go get a contact dunk. They might do something. But their game isn't predicated on athleticism. Luca, all these types of players, and that's okay. They're still great in their own way, but you don't have to be a great athlete to do that. LeBron, Bro, LeBron what LeBron? If you go look at Cavaliers, man, young LeBron, Le- Le- young LeBron getting on, his bro. head above the rim. And that's bro, the thing. It, it. It's been 19 years, so niggas forgot. And it's been even longer since Magic, so you know. Man, you LeBron know. right now, in this, <laughs> right now, is at 37, is more athletic than prime magic, so I don't I don't care. I'm not that doesn't I'm not saying better or anything like that. People gotta stop equating like athleticism with talent. Just the same way how people equate at, like um the careers of like, oh, this player is better than this person, that means they should be higher on the greatness list. Like, no, greatness and best are two different things. Same thing with greatness and athleticism, all these other things. They're they like you can have Two things can be true. Like they can like LeBron can be a better athlete, but you might say Magic a better player. Or LeBron can be the better athlete and the better player. It doesn't matter. But like facts are facts. Like you look at vertical, you look at speed, you look at anything like that. There's nothing that says Magic's a better athlete. I don't, I don't even know what they're smoking. I don't know what they're smoking exactly. about the and Bill like, Russell thing either, because he's not better. And that's a Celtics man. Yes, you can make the argument that Bill Russell is greater than LeBron. Because of the MVPs, because of the championships, everything like that. However, mm-hmm. again, e- dif- differentiate greatness with better. If we're talking about a better player, Bill Russell isn't sniffing LeBron's, you know. So, I, yeah, I, I, and I mean, I and, and so that that conversation led to the conversation of maybe we should get rid of the term "goat" and then just give each era, you know, they do. But and I mean, basketball is a competitive sport. Nigga need to compete for the top spot and let your resume speak for itself. But um, nah, really, you know what that just got me thinking about too now. What the reason I stopped watching mainstream media? The reason I don't watch like I don't watch Skip and Shannon. I actually have Skip Bayless blocked because he kept he kept popping up on my timeline and people kept retweeting them. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't watch Kim Shannon. I don't watch First Take. I don't watch First Things First. I don't watch any of those shows. Even though, like I said, on Twitter, they always find a way on my time. Like, somebody always they likes them, retweets them. Yeah, they always, they, always find, they always find their way. And I see these little clips. And it irritates me because you're talking about like, give everybody their thing, everything like that. Why? It made me just, I know we're not supposed to be talking about this thing. Why do people have trouble, like, recognizing other players? Why do these greats have trouble, like, somebody, not even greats, even average players? Why don't people like Jokic or, why don't, why don't people like Jokic? I, I, I see a lot of people don't like Giannis, too, but why don't people like Jokic? It might be because they're foreign. That's what I saw people talking about too. They're like they don't want the best players in the NBA to be foreign. They want you like, know it's, it's the thing. Ameri- they want the best player to be American. American league. Yeah, because then they start you know? pushing. Oh well, maybe because like you start looking at that because you start looking at the media nowadays. The media last year and the year before, Luca's rookie and sophomore year, Luca was all they talked about. Luca is still balling, but Luca's mm-hmm. not in the media anymore. Jokic is balling. Jokic isn't in the media anymore. Giannis is still Giannis. Just won the championship. He's not being talked about anymore because they're like, oh, kind of tossing the side. And I'm like, that, you can't just like people talk about like they're still Curry is still a fan favorite. KD been hurt and he's still a fan favorite. Everybody's talking about John now and Rosen and I all respect to all those guys. But how are you just gonna just like take these other three completely out of the picture now? Like people, they don't even get their respect anymore. Like everybody keeps talking about like Yoke. Like again, you see like all this stuff. The media talks down on Jokic so bad. Like you see Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson. They all talk down on Jokic. Like oh blah blah blah. He's not winning. I don't care about these made up stats and all these things. Advanced and analytics. He would cook them with Brown. Oh, he would. Oh, all these players talking about him. Yeah. Oh my God! That's the part really him. used to piss me off about like and like you right like the old heads of the game, you know the legends, the greats, even the average players. They never want to give they do to the younger generation. You got Shaq, like I think it was yeah, it was Shaq. He was talking about Ben Simmons, and he was saying, "Oh, you know this guy's not tough." He's pretty much you know calling us soft. You know he, he pretty much degraded dude as much as he could in a public forum and saying he wouldn't want to play with him. But like, bro, Ben Simmons is probably somebody. If you wanted to make a run in the playoffs, and the front office was like, "Yo, we bring him on," you take him because you was about that shit. You team hopped all the time. Like everybody's hypocritical when it's their turn on the mic. Like this probably segue us into our next shit. Like JJ Reddit, like he he ripped in the fucking Zion. You know what I mean? Recently, just because you know, he, oh, he's he's not a great teammate. He's he's withdrawn. He's detached, et cetera, et cetera. And like, like he has no empathy for the guy, and when part of being a teammate is understanding your other teammate situation and trying to reach out and understand that situation, you know what I mean. Zion's dealing with an injury, he's rehabbing, he's away from the game he loves. Maybe he's not in the mood to talk to people. Maybe he's not in that mental space to welcome, you know, change. Maybe he wasn't consulted about the trade. You know what I mean? It's, it's so much shit that just goes into that shit, and these the old heads just be talking out the mouth because they missed the limelight. Yeah, I I agree to a certain extent. I apologize for, like, for my rant. Uh, no, I agree to a certain extent, except for the some of the JJ Reddick stuff because I the only reason I'm giving JJ Reddick the benefit of the doubt is because since he's become an analyst, 
history shows, even though it's not, it hasn't been long, that he usually rocks with the players. Even when you see him going with Stephen A. Smith and all them, they all the media be destroying these players. J.J. Redick is usually 99.9. This is my first time I've actually seen him go against a player. Every other Correct. time he's like, like nah, rocking with the player, rocking with the player. Nah, y'all not understanding. There's this and that. Y'all don't understand. And there's these I got you, things. I got you. But it's important to note that his exit from New Orleans was not like a great one. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? oh, he, he said that, though. He said, yeah. um, what's called, the GM told him he wasn't getting traded, and then he got moved. And yeah. he was like, yo. So he, But that's, the, that's another part, though. J.J. Reddick doesn't like the New Orleans front office. He's openly said he's, he don't rock with them. So, but in, but in defending, um, he's defending, I mean, by going against Zion, he's making the front office look better. So that's what I'm saying. It ha- that, another reason I want to give him a bit of Zion's a yeah. franchise player. He's making the organization look dysfunctional. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And he's making the franchise look bad. But it's like whether you're, at first people were going to put blame on the organization. Then after all this Zion stuff, they started putting the blame on Zion. Zion's becoming a scapegoat. That's the only thing I go against with um, J.J. Reddick. Because why would he want to give the the front office out and, like, sigh and go against the player? Like, he he's shown that he always goes to the player. All of a sudden, he's going against the player. I, I don't see like that as an out. I, I see it, it no, like no, it's an out for the front office because look no, at this. I, I don't see the front office. Because look, cause I look at it like this. When you look at the 76ers and they had that run of the, the number one pick getting hurt every fucking year before the season starts. What was everybody saying? Yo, what's up with the training staff? It made the organization look dysfunctional. So when Zion, who was pretty healthy at Duke, I mean, he had a little injury, but when he when he gets to the league and he's hurt every fucking year, and they and you got this, you know, you got paid professionals to monitor his nutrition and all that shit. Like he should be taken care of and all that shit. He should have. Yes, but here's my team. here's my counter to that though. One, he showed up overweight, and he's he's he showed up overweight. He wasn't responding to to. To New Orleans, New Orleans was so trying to get in contact in with him. Does that happen in San Antonio? Does that happen in San Antonio? What do you mean? Did that happen? In San- if he doesn't want to be if, there, if you're, if you're in a functional organization, where Kawhi you have literally, a of- literally stop talking to San Antonio. We, it, it's happened. That's what I'm saying. It's happened. My thing is about the JJ JJ Reddick. It gives the franchise because now look at what everything turned. If you look at social media, everybody was at first they were blaming New Orleans, saying, "Yeah, he needs to get out of New Orleans. Let's go to the Knicks." All these things, free Zion and everything like that. Then after all this stuff comes out, it start the Twitter. All these social media platforms have changed. Now they're going against Zion and. Going forward, New Orleans, like, oh, I feel you know bad. This looks bad for the NBA. This looks bad for um small market teams. And they're making Zion enemy, like public enemy number one. That's what I'm saying. That's, J.J. Reddick doesn't fine, gain anything from saying, doing it. It looks bad for small market teams. It looks bad for the organization. This is bad. It looks for Zion. And Zion don't give a fuck. He want to go to New York, bro. It's I mean, I, 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 I'm not arguing that. I'm just arguing the fact that like the JJ Reddick thing, like that's that's my whole point here. The JJ Reddick nah, thing. Was wrong, bro. No, no, I'm saying he like he has no reason if unless he honestly believes Zion was a bad teammate, he's literally defended every single other person. That's why I'm saying I'm giving him the benefit of that. He's defended everything. He doesn't rock with New Orleans at all. So why would he on this time side with New Orleans and go against Zion when history shows he's not that kind of guy? 
That's why I'm saying I will give him the benefit of the doubt because of that. Because Zion, because even after, not even just JJ Reddy, before the, like CJ McCollum, before he finally reached out, CJ McCollum is the president of basketball. Like he's a, he's a, he's the president of the Players Association. Like mm-hmm. every single player in the NBA has his number because he's supposed to be their president. He's because Chris Paul stepped down, CJ McCollum's the president. Zion can't get in contact with CJ. CJ's like he's talked to his their camp, but he hasn't talked to Zion. So you're telling me the franchise player, they they make a move, bringing a 20 point per game score, the president of player association, and Zion can't talk to him. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, all, that is Zion's rehabbing in Oregon. Yeah, that's it's what Portland. I'm saying. Why he's away from the team. The team he has not. The that's what I'm saying. It, it, it makes it look bad on Zion, not on the team right now, because the team's like. Because you don't say that it looked bad on the 76ers whenever the Ben Simmons stuff was happening. You say it looked bad on Ben Simmons. Because they're, like, they're reaching out to Zion. Zion's not giving – like, he's not letting them know anything about their, his injury. They're reaching out to Zion. Zion's not giving updates. They brought Zion in. Like, Zion's in for all – whenever he was there, and they were doing the training camp, and he was watching film, Zion's in there sleeping. How is that the organization's fault? They're bringing him up like, yo – do you want to play? And he's doing all these things, these shenanigans. It looks we're, worse on Zion. We're, and we're not hearing a full story, so maybe there's a reason Zion's doing these things. Or maybe there's a like there's a cause for it. But I'm saying right now, it's painting Zion I'm saying. as the bad guy. And, and it, it is your job as a journalist, because you're not just a, a podcaster now. You're a journalist. So some of, some of your job is to speak, you know. I understand he's speaking from an experience. He's speaking from fact from the past. But you don't really know what's going on right now. You know what you see surface of it just like everybody else. And you probably have to report. You know what CJ said. But you don't know what's going on from Zion's side. When you as his teammate, you can go to his locker room. Hey, bro, what's going on? You're not doing what you need to do. Talk to me. And you can get a first-hand account from him. But you, like the team, have not talked to Zion. And you don't know what the hell he's going through. And that's my only point. So, yes, J.J. Redick has a good track record of doing this, this, and that. But Zion Williamson has been what a superstar since he was sixteen. The burden that carries a little different, right? So he probably has a different set of pressures that he has to carry. I'm just saying, bro. It's like shit could be going on that nobody really knows because they haven't heard from Zion. It's like the Calvin Ridley situation. Everybody assumes it's one thing, but until you hear it from the player, you don't really know what it is. And that's all I'm yeah. saying. Like people should really consider that issue. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not blaming Zion. That's what I'm saying. I say it paints Zion bad. I just I'm giving JJ Reddick the benefit of the doubt. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I'm for play. I'm pro player. I'm 100 percent pro player. No, I'm so, not saying you're not. Yeah. I'm just saying that's why I hold JJ Reddick. Like because yeah, he should know better. Because yeah, because yeah, he's, he's he a know player. Better. Correct, and he should understand the the pressure that the media puts on the player by only having the media side of the story and never getting an account from the player. And now you're writing a one-sided perspective, or you're speaking a one-sided piece. And yeah, it would be up to the player to, you know, to speak out or change the narrative. But if he's keeping his silence to keep his peace, you know what I mean? Then that defeats the whole purpose. And I do like the whole. I, I do agree with you to a certain extent too, because you have we haven't heard Zion himself say anything. It keep you just see these reports. We're hearing these things from Zion's camp. We're hearing this from Zion's camp. Who are these people from Zion's camp that you're hearing from? Because you didn't hear from Zion. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, Zion has not said anything himself. And then I know people are trying to be like, oh, well, they bullied Zion into posting about his team because Zion started talking about his team. 
but maybe you're right. Maybe he wasn't in the right headspace. Like you're supposed to be this generational talent. Ever since you were 16 years old, everybody's been like, after now that LeBron, everything, you're next up. You're supposed to be the next one to carry this league. You were their next big thing. You went to Duke. They were selling your college tickets for like 10 G's because that's mm-hmm. how much you brought in. Everybody knew it was the number one pick or nothing. And then, well, obviously, John and everything, but everybody knew it was the number one pick. It was like supposed to be a, a what's it called a two pick draft. Jaws hooping. Jaws been showing out and everything. And you're not hearing anything about Zion. Everybody's calling you Grego. And I can see all the pressure it puts on you because you, we, we, we as basketball fans forget a lot of times that it's more than just the 48 minutes of basketball. A lot mm-hmm. more goes into it. At the end of the day, we 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 watch, we turn on the game at the beginning, we watch the 48 minutes of basketball, we turn it off. Sometimes we you know, some people might watch the post game press conferences and everything like that, but it doesn't really go past that. These athletes still have to, you know, go back to the locker room, go home. They got to deal with all these other things, external pressures. And, yes, they're making millions of dollars, but that doesn't change their mental, you know, thing. You, we, we also forget Zion's a kid. And I know it's crazy coming from, like, me because I'm only, like, 25. But Zion's a kid. He's, like, 19. Yeah, yeah he's younger than you. He's, like, I mean, yeah. he's probably, like, 21 now. Like, uh, he probably just bought yeah. a drink like this year. Yeah, he's. Uh, I can't forget. For some reason, I said I because I see. I feel like he just got drafted like last year. That's why I feel like because it doesn't oh, feel like it's been that long. But that's he's in year three, so you're right. He's he he, he about to turn twenty one. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like he's like that's that's just like he's like twenty twenty one years old. He's young. He's a, he's he's still a young man. I can't even think of where my mental, like, my mental was when I was that young. Like it it, it seems like a, night and day between when I was. 19 20 21 to now 25 it's night and day so mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah so i, I can and, see and the mental a, and now he's an economy within himself you know mm-hmm. what i mean because when you're when you make that level of money number one pick money i mean everybody around you is i mean may not be asking you for something but oh there's this investment here and now you're now you're trying to stimulate the town's economy you know what i mean because you think you owe people or whatever and then I mean, shit, wasn't he dealing with an NCAA investigation in college and then... Yeah, but the there, yeah, old... there's always those type of deals. I know I know he didn't He didn't look like he liked David Griffin at first either. I know that they were talking about with the injury when he first got hurt and they were trying to rush him back and he didn't feel comfortable. And then whenever he finally was comfortable to play, they put him on a minute restriction. They weren't allowing him to play. And he was like... I remember that first game he had in San Antonio, like against San Antonio, he went crazy. He had like six threes. He was going crazy. And he wanted to finish the game. And they were like, nah... We're resting you. And he's like, I want to play. And he kept telling them, I want to play. And they wouldn't play him because they were like, we're concerned with your health. We're concerned with all these things. Which they should be because they're investing a lot of money into him. And I know that Zion had beef with them because, like, he wanted certain players. They let certain people go. He wanted them to bring Lonzo back. They were like, nah, we're not going to pay Lonzo. They're getting rid of people he does he he wanted. They're bringing in people he does he didn't want. And as the right. number one pick, you're like you're my I, you're saying I'm your franchise player. And you're building around me, but you're you're not showing me you want to build around me because you're yeah, getting rid you of people. You want me to talk talk. You want me to talk to you, but you're not listening to what I do. Exactly. So maybe now I don't got shit to say. Yeah, and that's what it's looking like right now. We don't know what's happening behind closed doors, what he's saying, what anything like that. But that's Zion's situation like made me think about um that ben simmons situation <laughs> yo what's up with what's up with social media and what's up with the media in general bringing it back to that well 
if I can say the things I want. That man, Stephen A. Smith, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> man, calling out um, Ben Simmons, like, oh, now he's smiling. He's smiling now that he's with the Nets and all that. What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean that he's smiling now on the bench when they're talking about what well, he was just saying he had mental issues. Now he's smiling. And you see all these people attacking Ben Simmons online. It's like, bro, what's good with y'all? A nigga can't smile while he's going through some stuff? I, mean, I can't nigga. tell you how many times like I came on this show and me and you recorded while I was going through some stuff. Like that, right. that don't come yeah. on now. Like you're not always on, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's work. It's, this is a, I think people forget this is a job. Think of how many times you, no matter how many times you, no, no matter, I mean, no much, no matter how much money you make, think of how much, how many times you went to work while you weren't feeling it, you weren't in a mental capacity, you were going through some shit, and you were like, damn, I still got to go to work, though. You went to work. He went to work. He didn't perform at work like y'all wanted him to, but he still went to work. That's a toxic environment. We know how Philly fans are. We've seen all this stuff with it. We know Philly, when it comes to sports, is one of the worst fan bases. Let's be real. Because y'all y'all expect, y'all like New York. Y'all expect greatness. Y'all like, if y'all not being great, when y'all are great, y'all are great. And y'all gonna rock with them harder than any other fan base. But when your team is bad, y'all gonna let them have it. And that's the kind of fan base you are. And y'all letting this man have y'all doing all these other things. He's already in a bad mental, and then he's getting death threats. He's getting all this, and he's like, I don't want to be here. This is a toxic environment. When and you the get important thing is, out of- what? once they make you a scapegoat once, they're going to do it every time. Oh, yeah. Look at, look, look at Russell Westbrook. He got made a scapegoat once for KD leaving. Then any time something went wrong with the team that he was on, no matter how he performed, 30-point triple-doubles, et cetera, et cetera, any exit from the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera, it's all on him. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, like how the Lakers are doing him right now, and yeah. it's not even on Russ. It's not. That team is poorly constructed. It's on fucking GM, but that's what you get when you fucking hire an agent. Like, people do the stupidest shit, man. Like, why would you hire, why would you just construct a team full of old niggas? Well, they were trying to get a bunch of role players. They're trying to get the right players to go around. On paper, at first, it looked, oh, we're going to get a bunch of 3 and D guys. Trevor Reza hasn't been a good 3 and D guy in a while. Yeah, um, I know it's not the time that was when they signed Carmelo. Because when you sign in Carmelo, you're not really trying to win the championship. I mean, you, no, he looked no good in Portland. Mello. That's no, no he disrespect to Melo. Yeah, yeah, he looked good was, in Portland, but, he looked, but Portland wasn't really, you know what I mean? Like, well, he was hooping it, at first. It, when, I'll give Melo that credit. He's hooping when everybody, like, Yeah, that's what I'm Everybody game. else was playing bad. Melo was a consistent three-point. He was, like, shooting 40% for three, and he was looking good as just a score. He wasn't doing anything else, but he was, like, one of the few bright spots for a little while for the Lakers fan base. For a little while. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if Melo was where he needed to be to be a real role player in the championship contender, he would have been on the Lakers last year. Okay. You know what I mean? He he yeah. never he never would have signed an extension with Portland. If he showed he was ready to compete in the championship level, he would have played with LeBron a while ago. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, that team, that team's not that good. But going back to Ben Simmons stuff, like, well, like I said, like, going, because a lot of people were talking about the stuff with the Ben Simmons and everything about his mental issues and how he, everything people say one size line, somebody's line, either Philly's line or Ben Simmons' line. But then when you look at the Ben Simmons stuff, like I was talking about design stuff, a lot of things you heard it was coming from Ben Simmons' camp. You didn't hear uh-huh. anything come from Ben Simmons himself until he came out in that press conference. But the same thing going on with Zion. I think these NBA media outlets.
outlets. I know it's your job to be journalists, reporters, all these things. And you want to be the first person to break the news. But I think we got to get to a point where we stopped just trusting every single report because it says they came from their camp and they're not naming their camp. It's saying this came from their camp. And then y'all start calling the players liars and calling the players saying mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z about the players because y'all said this report says they said that. And like, no, 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 they didn't say that. Their camp, you're saying their camp said that. Well, we don't know who's in their camp. And you're just like, well, they said that. Well, obviously, if somebody close, it was like, you just trust in the reporter. You just trust in why, why, do, why are you going to trust this reporter that like, when the player hasn't said anything? Why, why automatically be like, nah, that reporter, why would he just say that? That's their job. They, they like they're not getting done, and a player doesn't yeah. come out and refute it. Like what? What? Why not? Yeah, understanding how that media cycle works really, really important, man. I don't know. That's why. That's why. Um, what's called my man Kai be talking about? They just puppets. They just puppets out there. He keeps. He always call every single time they see they post something about Kyrie. Kyrie posts that little um picture or that gif. And they be killing me uh, of them being puppets. Like, y'all are just puppets. And people are like, oh, so you just gonna, you didn't deny it though, Kai? He's like, uh, all right, y'all, the media puppets. Y'all can listen to the media puppets if y'all want. Blah, blah, blah. So I'll rock with that man, Kai. But going back, do you got anything else to the last, the, the go on with the Zion, Zion uh, segment? Honestly, man, I think the next time we hear from Zion, is gonna be like a. It's gonna be like a slick. It's gonna be like a Timberland like commercial or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Shot in like Times Square or something like that. I think he's probably like that. Like that's probably the next thing we hear from him. Be announcing his trade. <laughs> well, yeah. You, think, did, you said didn't something about like, the GM. Then they go through like three coaches and two coaches in three years, right? Yeah, they 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 have gone through a couple coaches. Yeah, he's out of there. Yeah, because they, 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 they traded Justin Holiday. Drew, I'm not Justin, Drew Holiday, my bad. Yeah, Drew Holiday. Fucking Drew Holiday, Lamba Ball. Come on, bro. Stop playing with him. He's out of there. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, because when you look, they did a report with GMs. And a lot of GMs are trying to prepare. They said the next blockbuster name that's going to leave, they're looking at um, Zion Williamson, Damian Lillard, and Donovan Mitchell as the three highest potential players to leave, like big-name players to leave their teams. And we don't I know think, about Dame. We know Dame over here is sticking to the grind. And there ain't nothing wrong with it. Like, like let him stick to his grind. Like I said, it's more than yeah. 48 minutes. He got, he got, he he might really love the Portland area. He's been there for a decade, Portland, rocking with him. They probably take care of his family, his school, his kids in school. They doing everything like that. He probably don't want to leave. And it's like, hey, I'm I'm cool here. It's this basketball stuff is just a job and these things are bigger than basketball. So it's just forty eight minutes. So let Dame I'm I'm fine I'm done talking about Dame leaving. No more free Dame coming from me. I'm I'm serious. Cause I'm cause as I'm starting like as I started thinking more about it, I'm like I'm done with that free Dame stuff. Like because again, we only see it as the forty eight yeah, minutes of basketball. Free, yeah, let let that let he Harriet free came he rolled back over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying he might, the area, there's probably more to it than like that. That's what I'm saying. Because you got to think, not every player is built to be like that, to be away from their family. Not playing, like, I think Chris Paul, while he with Phoenix, his family lives in L.A. He don't live with his family. He just FaceTimes and stuff like that. Not every really player is built like that. Bro, you're in a different city every week. 
Well, yes, but you still come home. It's not like you just in that city and you stay in the city. It's you home, you you go, you you fly out. Let's if you have back to back away games, yes, but you fly out to your away game and then you fly back home to practice and everything and everything, and then y'all fly out for y'all next game. Or if it's a home game, you stay there. But still, half the time, more than half the time, you're still gonna be in that city home. And if that's your home, you're always with them. You come home after a nice game and everything. You go see your family. They're not seeing anything. They go home. If they finally come to the game, yes. Or if they, like, whatever, blah, blah, they have a weekend they can. Other than that, they go home and they FaceTime and they family. Not everybody's built to be like this. Some people are like, we want to be our family, bigger than basketball. Or the charity in that those areas, the community. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's just other things. Like, like I, I don't know. I see there, there there's other things other than just being like, yeah, go win a ring here because he already done proven enough. He he made it. Whether you agree with it or not, because I definitely already said I don't. He already he's made it to the top seventy five. He's an NBA top seventy five player of all time. He he's done got the recognition. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's he's he he's proven everything. Only thing he's missing is a ring, and a lot of players don't get a ring. And if it's not that important to him to get a ring, and if he wants to get a ring in Portland and nowhere else, if he can't bring it to Portland, he don't want to get one. Then hey, that's that man's prerogative. That's that man's life. No more free Dame coming for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess basketball players always have the option to like play later in their careers and try to attach themselves to a championship caliber team, but you never know what's gonna happen to your body. Yeah, that man gonna be thirty eight, and then he gonna move over to what's called the whatever the championship team, win the championship there, and then move on. That that's gonna be he gonna jump over at the very end. That's it. Finito. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's all we got today. There's been another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women, but most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out. Out.